No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. If you knew your days were numbered, what would you do? Today we look at some of the last things God had Moses do before he would be gathered to his people. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers, chapter 27, on Simply the Bible. After leaving the children of Israel for 40 years, Moses was putting things in order for the nation to enter the Promised Land, but also for his own departure. We pick it up in Numbers 27. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad from the tribe of Manasseh, and these were the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses, before Eleazar the priest, and before the leaders and all the congregation by the doorway of the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who gathered together against the Lord in company with Korah. But he died in his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family? Because he had no son. Give us a possession among our father's brothers. This was an unusual situation. These five sisters were in the minority in Israel in that they came from a family where there were no brothers to receive the family inheritance. This was a very great problem for them, for in this patriarchal society, women had few rights, and provision had only been made in the law for a man's inheritance to pass to his son. What were they to do? Since their father had passed away, this could mean that they would have no inheritance in Israel. Now, they could have merely complained about their situation. Instead, they brought the matter to Moses at the tabernacle. They wanted to get it settled before the land was divided. These women had no law that they could point to. They came with faith in the goodness of their God and the justice of their cause. They made a bold request of Moses. Give us a possession among our father's brothers. Verse 5. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak what is right. You shall surely give them a possession of inheritance among their father's brothers and cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. Now Moses did not know what to do with this request, so he brought it to the Lord. And that's always a wise thing to do when we don't know what to do. The Lord upheld the justice of their cause, and in so doing set Israel apart from other nations in the rights given to women they would receive the same provision as if their father had a son. God defended their rights to their family inheritance. And God went one more step to apply this rule, not only to the daughters of Zelophehad, but also to every other family in Israel 
where the father had a daughter but no son. Their faith and justified assertiveness opened the door for other women to receive an inheritance in Israel. Verse 9. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. And if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to the relative closest to him in his family, and he shall possess it. And it shall be to the children of Israel a statute of judgment, just as the Lord commanded Moses. This case established a precedent by which any father who did not have a son or daughter would not lose his family inheritance, but it would pass to his nearest relative. The example of the daughters of Zelophehad should inspire us all to lay hold of God by faith, even when we don't have a direct word from Him. We note three steps from their example. Number one, overcome the obstacles. In that society, they would have had to overcome raised eyebrows at least, and outright objections at most, but they didn't let that deter them. Second, bring it to God. Rather than seeking your blessing through your own efforts or manipulation, bring your request to God. Third, pray in faith. Pray intensely, boldly, and continuously, believing in the fatherly compassion and goodness of God, who gives good gifts to his children who trust in him. Verse 12, Now the Lord said to Moses, Go up into this Mount Abarim, and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. And when you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. For in the wilderness of Zin, during the strife of the congregation, you rebelled against my command to hallow me at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. We see here the impeccable justice of God. Moses and Aaron had misrepresented him at the waters of Meribah when in anger Moses struck the rock twice rather than speaking to it as the Lord commanded. God told Moses that because of this, he would not go into the promised land and God would not change his mind. But we also see the grace of God revealed in letting Moses go to the top of Mount Nebo in the Abiram mountain range where he could see for himself the land of milk and honey, into which God would bring Israel. The Lord didn't have to do that. He did it because of his love for Moses. Now, Deuteronomy 32-34 through 34 gives the detailed description of Moses viewing the promised land from this mountaintop, followed by Moses' subsequent death. The entire book of Deuteronomy covers this time of preparation when the children of Israel were camped in the plain of Moab on the east side of the Jordan River across from Jericho. Verse 15, Then Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation, who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. Now what strikes me about Moses' request here is its absence of personal concern or self-pity. 
He was not asking for more time or complaining about God's dealing with him. Moses was resolved to commit his life and even his death into the hands of the Lord. Instead, Moses' concern was for the people whom he had served for 40 years. He couldn't stand to think of them facing such enemies as they would face in the land of Canaan without a competent leader. So he prayed that God would choose such a man who would lead them in their battles, lest they be like sheep without a shepherd. In his concern, Moses was like our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, of whom it was said in Matthew 9.36 that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Verse 18, And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation and inaugurate him in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. He shall stand before Eleazar the priest who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word they shall go out and at his word they shall come in. He and all the children of Israel with him, all the congregation. No doubt Moses had suspected that Joshua would be the one to succeed him. As Joshua had led the Israelites in their first battle against the Amalekites, he had been Moses' assistant on Mount Sinai and at the tent of meeting. And Joshua was one of two spies who, 38 years earlier, gave an encouraging report of the promised land. God prepares his chosen instruments over time. But Joshua had one qualification that may have even escaped Moses' awareness. Joshua was filled with the Spirit. And this, more than anything else, qualifies a person for service. Many generations later, the word of the Lord would come to Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4.6, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It is when the Holy Spirit fills a person that he or she can accomplish great things for God. For it is not the person, but the Spirit of God in the person who is doing it. Moses would lay hands on Joshua, setting him before Eleazar the high priest and before all Israel. This would signify the transference of power and authority from Moses to Joshua in the sight of everyone. Then the people would follow Joshua as they had followed Moses. But Joshua would not be acting alone in his leadership. He would be dependent upon Eleazar, the high priest, to seek the Lord on behalf of the congregation. The Lord would speak through the Urim and the Thummim. These were believed to be two stones in the breastplate of the high priest that would give either a yes or no answer to the inquiries made of the Lord. Whereas Moses went directly to God and spoke with him face to face as a man speaks with his friend, Joshua and subsequent leaders would be dependent upon the high priest as their mediator before the Lord. Lastly, at Joshua's word, the people would go out of the camp and return to the camp, meaning that he would lead them in their battles 
until he brought them into their inheritance. Verse 22. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. And he laid his hands on him and inaugurated him, just as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. The Hebrew word for inaugurated means to command or commission. So Joshua received his commission from Moses and the Lord before the entire nation to lead them in place of Moses. Moses' prayer that God would set a man before the congregation was answered. There is a beautiful closure to the life of Moses. He was 120 years old, and he had lived a fruitful life for God. This morning, I received word that Billy Graham went to be with the Lord. Here is another faithful servant of God who finished well. May God help us all by His grace and His Holy Spirit to follow their example and leave behind a legacy of a life well lived for God and for others. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Dale Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com, click on Program Archives, and scroll down to Simply the Bible. Tomorrow, we will look at the instructions Moses gave for the regular appointed offerings that were a sweet aroma to the Lord. God takes note of all that we offer to Him. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible.